This is the podcast, episode 12, Transforming to a Life Beyond Limits, continue. What's good, everybody? Ben Daly back. I want to welcome you again to the podcast. I know it's a simple title, the podcast. Can you not, Ben Daly, come up with something you know, a little bit more colorful. Just the podcast? No, that's what it is. It's just the podcast. And I created this podcast with one thing in mind every single week. You know, I want to show up and remind you of the good news. Not good advice, good news. Really good news. Nearly too good to be true good news. God has done it all. And the only thing you can do now is respond. That's it. Receive. And if you need proof of what I'm talking about, just look at the cross. Look at the empty grave. Man, Jesus died for you. He now lives for you, and his intentions are clear. He wants you to be with him and enjoy him forever. He's that good. And so whenever you listen to the podcast or check out the podcast, whatever platform, no matter what that platform is, it's created to bring you goodness. And you may be driving today. Listen, keep your hands on the wheel. Don't swerve off the road. It gets really good. You may be out running errands, working out, jogging. I had someone say they listen to the podcast while they're jogging. Cleaning your apartment, sending emails, sending a tweet. I don't know. I just want to encourage you. That's it. Tell somebody about the podcast. Will you do that? Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing, you know, share it on all platforms with your friends, your family, coworkers, even your enemies. Let them know. Check out the podcast. And I just want to encourage you and get this good stuff out to you and uh, add it to your rotation, man, your podcast rotation. And do me a favor, rate the podcast on uh, Apple, um, write a review. And uh, help me get this goodness out further and and faster. Well, folks, I am so glad today that my friend Dwayne White came back. What a friend. He came back. And I told you a little bit about him. Um, last week, I spent a long time just giving you this incredible bio, this flowery bio of my friend Dwayne White. And... And, and if you missed last week, check it out. This week, I simply want to say this. Yes, he is a missions director. Yes, he is a network overseer. Yes, he is the lead pastor of a great church, the Bridge Church in Denton, Texas. Yes, he has an amazing family, amazing kids, a grandson named Zion who's his favorite. Yes, this guy is an author. Yes, all of that, but... He's my friend, y'all. He is my friend. One of the great joys in my life is being a part of what he does. I celebrate him. I honor him. He has given me the privilege of speaking, I guess, the last couple of years at his great conference called the O2 Conference, and it's just so awesome. It just feels good being around Pastor Dwayne and his leaders and church and the churches that are connected to him. He is a friend. Everybody give it up for Dwayne White. <laughs> Thank you. 
so much, Pastor Ben. And I just, I said this last week, I want to say it again this week. It's such an honor uh, to be here and to serve your great church, your family. Again, I said last week, this is more than a local church. This is a movement that is transforming churches, leaders, nations, and, and, and I know you oversee uh, a great network of churches yourself, but beyond all of that, I love just doing life with you. I, I love having, I we, we've too. got to go to the mountains and hang out together from time to time That's right. and, That's right. and, and, and just sit and visit and talk about the goodness of God. That's living. And, and anytime I'm in Pastor Ben's presence, I leave feeling encouraged. I leave feeling like I can do anything. So I just want to thank you for being Chris and I's friend. Well, I'm sitting here while you're talking and I'm thinking about some, a few different times when uh, I really needed a friend and you showed up and sat with me, encouraged me, prayed for me, prophesied, reminded me who I am and what this is about. And, uh, you, uh, you're a special friend to us and I, I can't tell you enough how much we love you. And that's why I get behind your message. Really, this is your life message. We're talking about the title is transforming to a life beyond limits. Your story is, is really all about that. Your personal story living a life beyond limits, because they told you you're going to live a very limited life. Absolutely. They, I was born with a very uh, severe cleft lip and palate. If you've never seen that before, it's a pretty horrific thing. My mother, uh, when she saw me, she had a daughter. Then, then she gets pregnant with her son. She thinks, it's great, I'm going to have a girl and then a boy, and this boy comes out, and, and she looks at me, and, and I'm deformed, and I have a huge hole in the roof of my mouth and a big mm. hole in my lip and all the way up through my nostril and 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 she began to weep she had a dream pastor ben her dad was a preacher and she had a dream that her son was going to preach the gospel she felt like the lord had told her that i would preach the gospel around the world she looks at that baby and she says this dream is shattered wow this boy can't preach he's not even going to be able to speak as a matter of fact if you know people who are contemporaries to my age that have a severe cleft lip and palate most of them speak with great impediment when i was uh after i was born my parents didn't know what to do so a friend of theirs found a surgeon that would try an experimental surgery on me and so he took out when i was 12 weeks old he took out half of one of my ribs can you imagine mm. you have two beautiful children can yeah, you imagine yeah. 12 weeks old they, wow. they pull out one of the ribs and made a hard palate in the roof of my mouth he did a scissor kind of incision you can't see it under my mustache but but if i didn't have my mustache you would see the scar that's there i still have a scar here on my side and and he said we're just going to see if this works or not and and he said, but I can't make any promises. When I was five years old, they took me, ironically, to Denton, Texas, to the Tower of Texas Women's University. And they took me to the highest uh, floor in, in that university, and they ran a battery of tests. And they said, we can't explain it, but this boy's hearing is perfect. His 
His speech is perfect. He's going to speak without any impediment. And they said, we don't understand it. And they wrote out this letter in 1972 and gave it to my mother. Side note, that's kind of funny to me. Uh, all those years later, when I'm 40 years old and we launched the bridge, guess where we started? On the campus of Texas Women's <laughs> University. The very oh, place where goodness. God confirmed oh. that in my life. Now, I say it this way, Pastor Ben. I I, I do talk like a hick, but that's environmental, <laughs> not genetic. That's because I was raised in, yeah. in North yeah. Texas. Yeah, uh, but, you're a cowboy. I'm a cowboy. Listen, and I I, 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 may, I say it this way. I may not be the most homiletical, hermeneutical, or exegetical preacher you're ever going to hear, but I might be the most thankful. Because every time I stand and preach and prophesy, we've got to... to, And open your mouth. I'm kicking the (laughs) devil in the head. I'm kicking him in the teeth because what he said couldn't happen. God said, I'm going to make this boy a prophet to the nations. Uh, So we're we're talking about your book, Hooperman. And just real quick, not Superman, Hooperman. The word Hooper is a... Greek, Greek word, word yes. that means super. Yes, it's so where we get our super or, or beyond hyper, or hyper. hyper that we would add. So it's a prefix; it can stand on its own, uh, like super or hyper. But when you add it to another word, it takes that word beyond itself. And God wants to do hooper things in our life. He wants to take Dwayne beyond him. I was limited. There it is. I should have been limited, but God said, nope. "I'm going to take that weakness, and by my grace." I'm going to empower you to preach the gospel all over the world. (laughs) What the enemy meant for evil. God's turning it for good. There it is. You make some great, and by the way, I stole the subtitle for our podcast, Transforming to a Life Beyond Limits. Every one of us want to live like that. And uh, you got some great phrases in this book, and uh, never run it, you giant with your mouth closed. Uh, you know, I, I like to steal some of these phrases. First time when I preach, I always give you credit. <laughs> Second time, I say, I heard somebody say. Third time, it's mine. It's mine. So never run a your giant with your mouth closed. Here's another one. The weapon, you said this last week, but I got to say it again. The weapon the enemy created to destroy you is the very weapon God will use to deliver you. The one I want to talk about today quickly, I want to start here. But you talk about this, face the facts, but embrace the truth. This is very important, especially those of us that hear guys like us that preach New Covenant, mm-hmm. um, New Covenant truths and, and Revelation. Face the facts, but embrace the truth. Well, you don't understand, man. These are the facts. This is what I'm looking at. This is what we're dealing with. Here's the facts about what I'm going through in 2020. Here's the facts. But you say, yeah, you can face the facts, but you better embrace the truth. There's a difference with facts and truth. Talk about it. Yes, sir. This gets me so excited, and and probably this has been the crux of, of my life's message. And that is that, that the truth is a person, and his name is Jesus. Yeah. And, and in John 8, 32, when it says you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free, that Greek word there for know is gnosko. And it's an intimate—it's more, it's more than just an acquaintance. It's an intimate knowledge of it. It's progressive in nature. So it's where we get the old Bible term, they never knew a man. It's mm. that, you know, Mary never knew a man. It's that intimate. So the issue is, am I more intimate 
with facts or am I more intimate with truth? See, the fact may be that you don't have any money, but the truth is my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. The facts may be that you are sick in your body, but the truth is by stripes you were already healed. The fact, come on. And so we see what I, what I love about what you're saying right here is, and, and, and I noticed in there, you put, you put this little conjunction, remember schoolhouse rock conjunction, (laughs) junction, what's your your function? function? But you said, but, so I'm looking at my finances, don't look good, but God will supply all my needs. So notice where you put the God stuff. You put it after the but. Yeah. You put the facts first, but, because remember, but cancels everything out before. Yes. But what we do, mm-hmm. most of us, we take the God stuff, put it first, then after the but, we put the facts. Preach. So we'll say, I know God can supply my needs, but I'm looking at my bank account I don't have right any now, money. and I don't have any money. Well, guess what you're really living in? You're living in the facts, because you live in what you put after the but. Better watch where you put your, put your butt. butt. Yeah, that's and exactly re- right. And the reality is what you're get saying your butt right here. Right place. Get your butt in the right place. We're choosing to live on this side saying, that's the fact, but here's the truth. That that's so good, and 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 I want to tell a little funny story uh, that that about you, Pastor Ben, and our <laughs> folks. Because when first time you came and preached at our church, you know our church had heard me. I take the seen and the unseen, facts and truth, and I divide a line down the middle, and I talk about how there's the unseen realm, right, and the seen realm. The seen realm is the facts. It's the facts. Unseen, the unseen is, is the truth. truth. In the seen realm is what all we're dealing with in our senses, but the truth exists unmanifested. Wow. So we are importers and exporters. Grace is where the unseen lives. God prepares things. And then by faith, we reach through that invisible veil and we grab hold of the unseen realities, that unseen truth, and we bring it into the scene. And we are called by God to be his mouthpiece, his ambassadors, to go in and export what's in the unseen and import it into the scene. You came and preached at our church, and you did the line above and below. People have heard you preach this. It's an iconic message. And immediately we were bonded. That's right. Our folks were like, He's saying the same thing. They thought I read your book. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. But but they they definitely said he's saying it the same thing, just a little bit different. And I love what you said because you're talking about bringing into this realm, thy kingdom come, thy will be done here in earth, in this realm, as it already is in heaven. Uh, and the reality is what I love about your teaching, the in Christ revelation, is really that that unseen world is not somewhere out there. It's in us. It's in us. And the kingdom of God is in us. In we us. seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things unfold, but it comes from uh, from from this place. So when you talk about facing uh, the facts but embracing the truth, talk about the truth and that reality of that whole thing being in us. We're drawing on the life of God from in us. Yes, you're not seeking first something out there. You're looking at what God's already deposited on the inside of you. We have this treasure <laughs> there it is. in there it is. earthen vessels. So the truth is in you. Go ahead. You just have to explore it. Also, how do we manifest it? 
So, so, so with Chuck Yeager, we talked about Chuck Yeager uh, last week. He had to break the sound barrier. We have to break the scene barrier. Woo! And, and so we have to learn how to break through this barrier called the scene. In Romans chapter 4, it says that, well, actually, in the NIV, it says that Abraham faced the facts. That his, that his loins were as good as dead. That's a very graphic yeah, thing yeah. for a man to think about. Yeah. And it says that he faced the fact. So I was reading that one day, and I realized he faced it, but he didn't embrace it. <laughs> and, and a lot so of the quote-unquote so faith message from years ago, that was where they got a little off is they lived in this land called denial where we didn't, they would say, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I mean, snot running down their nose, 105 temperature, you know, hacking up a lung. And they're saying, I'm not, I'm not sick. sick. I'm, not, I'm sick. not sick. There's no power in that. And here's why, Pastor Ben, because in Romans 4, it says that God calls things that are not as though they were. So you could say it this way. God speaks of things or says things that are not yet manifested right. in the scene as though they already were. Why? Because they really already are. Because they are. They already are. Yeah. Just we don't see. So they appear to not be to us. But it doesn't say that God calls things that are as though they are not. Wow. There's no power in that. When I first wrote the book, the editor kept changing that because she couldn't get her head around it. <laughs> she did not understand what I was trying to say. But, but, but here's a great example. My spiritual father, a man named B.B. Hankins, used to tell a story how when he first got a hold of the faith message, he, he, had, he had a preacher come and they were preaching faith and talking about manifesting, you know, the things in the unseen into the scene. And so this pastor that had visited in South Texas thought, I'm going to put this to work. So he goes on, you know, back when people used to do visitation. Right. So it's South right. Texas, no air conditioning in his car, rolls down the window. His wife needed some bacon. So he stopped, you know, back then you, you, you just, I mean, we're talking the 60s. <laughs> yeah. So he'd go by and buy the bacon, cook it that night, you know. So he bought the bacon, went to do visitation, went in somebody's house, came back, and the person's cat <laughs> had crawled up in his car and ate his bacon. He has no money. He's got to go home and tell his wife, I don't know how we're going to feed our children. Lost I, the bacon. I, well, I lost the bacon. <laughs> and so he thought, I'm going to try this faith stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he starts saying, that cat, you know, you got to get your preacher boys. <laughs> that cat did not eat my bacon. He turned around, looked in the back seat, and there's still bacon grease just dripping down that cat's whiskers. <laughs> So he tries it again. That cat, it, it, it squints. You got to try harder, right? He's trying it, it, it to pop work. out just, some faith. Just, yeah. And he looked back. The cat ate his bacon. He finally said the Holy Spirit spoke to him. Profound words, Pastor Ben. Holy Ghost says, the cat ate your bacon. The cat ate your bacon. And he said he stopped for a second. Holy Spirit paused. And he, then he said, here's the butt. Holy Spirit had a butt. He said, but I have more bacon. Just trust me for more bacon. That seems so simple, Pastor Ben, but I came to realize when I heard that, <laughs> I realized 
There are times when the cat eats your bacon, but God has more bacon. We're, we're emphasizing what went wrong. God's emphasizing how he already Whoop. made it right. That's it. So, so listen, there's no power in saying, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. No, by his stripes, I'm I healed. am healed. And that's not denial. That is exalting the truth above the facts. Because watch this, the facts never change the truth, but the truth when applied, will change, can't the, change facts. the facts. That's right. Folks say, well, this is the facts. Well, facts can change. The truth remains. Absolutely. The same yesterday, today. The, the, the fact was, I, I had a cleft lip and palate. The fact was, I was never supposed to be able to speak. The fact was, I was bullied as a kid. The fact was, my dad left my mom when I was 13. Come on. And, and, and we had no money. The fact was, I was raised by a single mom who, who was struggling all of her <laughs> life. But the truth was, God had called me to be a prophet Come to on. nations. The truth was, God was going to use my mouth <laughs> to be a mouthpiece, a trumpet to declare his grace and his goodness in the earth. The truth truth was before I was 50 years old, I was going to go to 50 nations. Now at 53, over 60 nations and proclaim the good. So what about you sitting at home, you jogging, you working out right now? What facts have been mounding that the enemy is throwing at you? Quit going to bed with the facts. Come on. And get intimate with God's truth. It'll change everything. Oh, wow. So good. So good. I'm telling you, people are drowning right now, Dwayne, in facts. Yeah. We get facts everywhere. <laughs> We're on information, fact overload. Fact overload. <laughs> yeah. We get up in the morning, you turn on the television, facts, 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 facts. You get on social media, facts, 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 facts. You call your friends, get all the facts, 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 facts. We are drowning in the facts. So true. We gotta, we gotta turn. Isn't it crazy that Paul says what? Set your eyes on things above, above. not below, in the realm of facts. But you gotta set your eyes every day in things above the realm of faith. What's already done? What God knows true. And and can I just pick up on that thought for just a second, Talk Pastor about Ben? It. You, you you hit something that that. I talk about in the book in in 2 Corinthians 10 yeah. verse 4 and 5 Paul actually lines out a prescription for how to exalt the truth over, over the, fact. the facts and he says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds the casting down of vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ now in, in the book, I, I, I unpack this idea that here Paul is giving us a backwards progression. So he, he starts with, with strongholds, but then it goes vain imaginations, then high things, then thoughts. But, but really, if you think about it, it progresses the other way. Everything in life begins with a thought. And you just said it, we're bombarded with thoughts. thoughts. We're bombarded with facts. But thoughts come into our mind and they don't just stay there alone. They go gather friends. <laughs> As they gather friends, if you can imagine we were built, if we had Legos here and I had one Lego, one brick, you know, a little Lego brick, then I got another one and another. That's one. right. If I keep doing that, then it becomes a high thing. That word high thing is like a barrier. So now then there's a barrier between me and the truth and all I can see is all those thoughts. Wow. 
Then he then he he calls it high things. So he said everything that exalts itself higher above higher than the knowledge of God what God knows true which is the truth so at that point now there are facts that are separating me from the truth then if you start if if you can imagine I built a wall here then a wall here then a wall here then a wall here now what do I have I've I've started building a castle Strong. I started Stronghold. building, and he calls it vain. An image yeah. appears. Yeah. Now, 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 we don't have time to unpack this, but you've been talking a lot, making my my baby leap, <laughs> uh, that, <laughs> making my baby leap, talking about imagination, because there's godly imagination, but here Paul talks about a vain imagination. Vain imagination. So you get an image nation. Yep. You get an image that so so thoughts build walls. Walls connected build images that are vain. And they stand, they, it, that word for vain imagination is reasonings that bring a verdict. Mm. So what's the verdict? Contrary to the word of God. Then it becomes a stronghold. That stronghold, there is a fortress. It's a castle. Years ago, I was, I, we lived in England, and in and, and Lincoln, there's a great castle. It's one of the great castle and cathedrals in Europe. And and, and they have these rounded turrets, you know, Pastor mm. Ben, the turrets around. And we were going on a tour, and they said to me, they said, these turrets used to be square, but do you know why they're round now? And I said, no. And they said, because if you hit it with something and it's square, it crumbles. But if you hit it and it's round, it reinforces it. And Holy Spirit spoke to me, and he said, that's a lot of Christians' problems. My. They, they get just enough truth. To reinforce the lie rather than demolish the stronghold. Mm. So, so, so you mound this fortress and you become a prison. Listen, if I don't take my thoughts captive, I become captivated or captured by my own thoughts. By my own thoughts. And I'm living in the prison of my own mind. Then I hear somebody like, I, I turn on to Pastor Ben's podcast. Whoa. And Whoa. I hear the truth one time. Yep. And then I, I, I try it, air quotes. And it doesn't work, air quotes. So I give up and I say, see, that doesn't work. I prayed and things got worse. I gave and my finances went down. Because you've got so many more facts than truth, you've got to learn to get so immersed in the truth. That's why you ought to be listening to this podcast every week, 10 times over and over on repeat so that it demolishes the stronghold of the lie. You got to live narrow-minded when it comes to the word. Yeah. Narrow-minded when it comes to God's word. Where that becomes more real to you than even what you're looking at in this reality. Yeah. That you can't live outside of that realm. That becomes so real to you. Folks, you got to get your hands on the book, Hooperman, Transforming to a Life Beyond Limits. I mean, we didn't have time to get into so much good stuff in this book. You've been with me for two weeks, and I don't even think we've scratched <laughs> the surface. And I'm telling you, um, this book right here will be a blessing. It's updated. It's expanded. There's great stuff. Leaders, my leader friends out there, you're going to want this book and uh, know about Dwayne White. And um, so how do they get it? They can go... On on uh, Amazon. They can get it on Amazon. Kindle, you can download it on any uh, digital device that you, smart device that you want to 
read it on that way. They can go to my website, Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E, white.online. They could order it from us, but probably Amazon or Kindle are the best way. And, and, and then we'll go on and talk about, we didn't have time to do it, but what the whole, how you can be Hooperman. You can find your phone booth. Yeah. Like Clark Kent yeah. would find his phone booth <laughs> yeah. and be transformed into Superman. You may start out a mild mannered, average, ordinary person, but if when you find your so phone good. booth, you're transformed into Hooperman. The book is called Hooperman Transforming to a Life Beyond Limits. I love it. I want to get it in your hands. Do it today. I've got a gift that I want to give you today, everybody that's listening. But I want to say quickly before we end this podcast today, thank you to everyone, not just listening, but sharing. I am so grateful for you getting the word out. Let's get this good news to everyone, every day, everywhere. And this is just a great tool that you can use. One of the tools I want to get in your hands is a little something I call the the, the Believer's Guide, I get a lot of questions, you know, as a pastor, questions like, uh, you know, uh, what happened when I received the life of Christ, or who is the Father, who is the Holy Spirit, you know, what's the gospel, what does grace mean, what what is church for, what, you know, uh, what is baptism, and do I need to be baptized, what is communion, just all these kind of questions, and I thought, you know what, I want to get it in your hands, no cost. I want to get you a lot of scripture that you can study on your own and look at and and help you in your journey. I want to equip you. And so uh, you can download the Calvary Church app. Go to the app store, one word, Calvary Church CC. You'll find the app. You'll see our logo there and uh, hit the more tab. And there it is right there. Believer's Guide. Click it in. The book's there free. It's for you. You can check it out. I want to thank you, Dwayne White, for being thank with me, you. not one week, but two. And you know what? I'm going to have you back again. Oh, thank you. I love it. Thank you. I love it. It's all right. Hey, y'all, let's live a Hooper kind of life. Thanks for joining me this week on the podcast. Hey, what is up? McKay is here, and I'm one of the pastors here at Calvary. I wanted to come on here quickly and invite all pastors and leaders to check out GCCM, Gospel Circle of Churches and Ministries. We love what's happening, and it's really a dream come true. Join us to have access to monthly connect calls, staff connects, gospel circles, new covenant worship, our message series, graphics, the custom GCCM app, and more. Make sure you check out gccm.cc today.